this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, but we are continuing our Pride Month celebration with a discussion about the L Word, Generation Q. This was a brand new show for me. I'd watched the L Word. We covered the L Word during our first Pride Month two years ago. Up front, I will say I'm not a fan of, I'm not a big fan of the L Word. I will be honest. I liked this a lot more, so (laughs) I was happy about that. But I know Aaron A. is a big fan of this show, so I'm very happy to have Aaron on with me to discuss this. But before we get into all things the L word, um, Generation Q, I should specify. (laughs) Uh, Aaron, what are you into right now in pop culture? I am super into related things, I guess. This is going to be a long story. Um, Yesterday, I spent all day at the very first um, ever Adams County Pride celebration um here in the denver area and it was amazing my work had a booth so it was really fun and then in the evening there was a concert and that's super what i'm into right now i am totally still obsessed with vincent and todrick hall they both performed and they were both glorious i love them so much it was it was such a good show it was it was a great way to end the day and we had so much fun and chrissy who's on um, every once in a while too she was there with me we went to the concert together and we had so much fun and she got to go on stage oh, oh my awesome. gosh she got to go on stage and dance with Vincent <laughs> I thought she was gonna die but it, it was so great she knew every word to every song but yeah, yeah it was so it was so fun and they are amazing performers they're so good awesome well that's awesome good well I'm glad you got to do that and and music is always a welcome recommendation on here. We actually, in the past couple of weeks, have been getting a lot of music recommendations, which is which is nice because we don't always get those. So, yeah. Uh, and what I'm into, well, I mean, is kind of music related. I went and did karaoke the other night, and we we did karaoke for three hours. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> in a private room, three hours of karaoke. I didn't sing the whole time. I was worried the next day that I wasn't going to have a voice, but I did luckily because we were recording an episode, but it was so much fun to go and to, you know, see a bunch of fellow panelists and just have, I don't do a lot of stuff that's not (laughs) podcast related during my free time. In fact, every second of my free time usually is for the podcast. So it was nice to actually do something 
fun like that to sing. I'm not saying I'm a good singer because I'm not, but I had a blast just singing at the top of our lungs and, and yeah, so that was, that was a lot of fun, but yeah, three hours of karaoke Tor towards the last 10, 20 minutes. I was like, okay, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> this is enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so, yeah. I wish I could have gone. I was doing yeah. work things in preparation for yesterday. I was worried about my voice too, because we did a lot of screaming last night. <laughs> <laughs> you probably sound terrible. No, you sound fine. But yeah. Okay, well, let's get into the L word generation Q. And um, I'm just going to go over a little bit of like, I mean, this is basically picks up like, how many years later is it from the last one? I was trying to find, I, I should have had that written down. Sorry, everybody. Oh, I think, was it 2008? See, now I totally didn't do my homework either. I think um, the original show was 2002 to 2008. Eight or ten, right? I think it was two thousand eight. I only watched it in preparation for the podcast. Honestly, <laughs> not the first one. I really uh, because I I tried to watch it when it was first on because I remember it started pretty much right after Queer as Folk ended, which Queer as Folk ended mm -hmm. in two thousand five. Okay, yeah. This is now I'm looking two thousand four to two thousand nine. Okay. Okay. So this is, let me do math here. It's like, it's basically like a decade later. <laughs> it's too early. I can't do math. <laughs> and it, and it's some of the returning cast, you know, like some of the, you've got Bet and Shane and Alice and Tina shows up later and stuff. So it's, it's some of the returning cast, but then there's a lot of younger, younger generation um, joining. So you've got a lot of new characters as well um, in this cast. So, and a little bit more representation, I think, um, a little bit broader representation, I will say. Um, so what are your overall thoughts then on this series? And do you like one more than the other, Erin? I do. I really like this series. I was not expecting to like it so much because the original I love the original as well um I don't I didn't watch it live I started watching season one towards like the end of the series so I never caught up enough to watch it live but I did get to sort of uh binge watch it it was it was it it's got a very soap opera -y feel to it and it was kind of like my soap opera because at the time I was working from home so I would get to watch like eight episodes in a day <laughs> during the day while <laughs> I was working. Um, so the, you know, the original was very dear to me and I loved it. And I was kind of uh, like, you can't, you can't reboot this. This is going to be terrible. I'm going to hate it. Um, but then I saw that um, Kate Moeng was in it and I love Shane. She's one of my favorite characters from the original. So I was like, okay, well I'll watch that. Then I saw that Jamie Clayton was in it, who I also just adore. She's, um, I fell in love with her in Sense8, which is a fantastic uh, limited series on Netflix. So those two kind of convinced me that I, I would watch it. And I do, I love it. I was not super thrilled to see like, oh, gross, like millennials, being a millennial myself, but I just did not want to see that. <laughs> But I really like it. I think it's good. And it has a lot of the original feel from the original show. All of the drama and then some of the original show. Uh, and I like the new generation and that there is some of the 
I, I don't want to say old generation because they're not old, but you know, original, original, <laughs> the originals. <laughs> We're not old. We're not old. Okay. The OGs, the original <laughs> generation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I do. I really like the show and I'm glad it got renewed. I just saw like last week they started filming season three. And so there's little sneak peeks and behind the scenes photos all over Twitter and stuff from filming. So that's really exciting too. Yeah. Well, like I said, I was new to this one. So, and I was not a big fan of the L word and you know, I would think I was really nice to it on our podcast episode because uh, my other panelist is a huge fan and it, the show meant a lot to her. So I kind of held back a little bit. I've, I've gotten worse about that as far as like being nice. Erin <laughs> can testify that with Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and that is one of our most popular podcast episodes that I've always like. They probably hate me, everyone that listens to that one, because I, I'm not a fan of that one. So I was kind of like, okay, we should cover this, but I'm dreading watching this. I was putting this off for as long as I possibly could, to be quite frank. But then I, I started it, and I do like it a lot. I do like, like I said, I think, and, and it was the same thing with Queer as Folk, too. The show could, the original can be criticized the same way that Queer as Folk could, which is, I mean, there was a little bit more in diversity on the on the original L word than queer folks say. It wasn't just little, white, <laughs> but not that much exactly. And they had some transphobia issues and stuff like that on the original one, and very criticized for that too. So this one, I was happy to see that there were, you know, that there's there's trans actors. There's, you know, uh, it's not just white, <laughs> you know. They once again, I, you know, I'd forgotten that they already had, you know, Alice is vibe. So having some more of that and then also exploring other avenues of relationships, too, uh, was nice to see. And I don't know. I just liked this one more. And I think it's because there were certain people that were missing, even though I, I am not a fan of Bets. I will say that right now. I do not like her at all. I kind of hate her. I kind of despise her. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but what's her name? Jenny or whatever. She, she, you know, she's dead. So she's not on here. I'm okay with that. And I'm very happy about that. I think that was my biggest issue with the original one. I, that character was obnoxious beyond obnoxious. So, yes, and I, I don't think anyone really liked that character anyway. Yeah, that was like the point probably, but <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so I think because it's kind of a, a small, and I, I like Shane and Alice. So, then I can handle having bet there because those two are there and they're also a primary focus. So I, 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 so I was okay with the returning cast. And then I like a lot of the new cast, most of the new cast. And I just think it's interesting and I will probably continue to watch it when I have the time, once the new season comes, whenever that will be. But yeah. And I literally finished the season two finale, like about an hour ago. So <laughs> So that's pretty fresh in my mind. Okay, so like I said, you do have some of the returning cast. I mean, the main ones you do have are Bet, Shane, and Alice. And like I said, Tina comes in a little bit, but she's not really like she's been more prevalent in season two than she was, you know. So it's like, but she's still not, I wouldn't say like there all the time. Uh, so do you like how how they have the returning cast incorporated with the new cast? Like you have some um, of the new cast working on Alice's show, for instance, and then you have some of the new cast working in um, the bar that Shane opens. And 
and then also working for Bet. So do you like how they incorporated it? And is there a member that you wish would return from the original cast? Yeah, I love it. I like the way that they did this, that they didn't just completely reboot the show from scratch, that they brought in some of the original cast. Like I said, Shane, I think, is my favorite um, from the original show. So I'm so glad that she came back. And I love her storyline of how she's like married, well, divorced now. And that was just so great. And we can kind of see how all of them matured, I guess. And it's like a great, you know, whenever your favorite show ends, you always wonder like what happened to them. And so this gave us that. Alice is not my favorite person, but I, I can deal with her. I just can't. She's like so kind of oblivious and like some sometimes i just like really why um so it's okay i i know she's there and i like the interactions that she has with shane and bet and that she's there for them and it's just funny to see her trying to be like this weird stepmom <laughs> and she's so awkward with the kids and that seems perfect for you know a self-absorbed person doesn't understand the concept of children so um and bet again yeah i agree with you on bet she's not exactly my favorite person she seems like the one that has not changed like one bit she's still the same person she was before and that's also kind of perfect for the storyline i think i do i like how the newer generation is kind of they've all come into sort of the same like family circle, I guess that they're all kind of taking care of each other. One of my favorite parts is the very beginning, whenever Shane is um, in her brand new apartment, there's like no furniture there yet or anything. And Finley brings something over to her and she's like complaining about how she lives with five girls in this one apartment. And she's like, well, if you ever need a place to crash, she's like, really? And then so, like the next day she just lives there. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, I, I love the interactions that they have and that they're kind of imparting, trying to impart some of their wisdom on this younger generation who's just got to like figure it out for themselves and all of the, the different challenges. Like it is a totally different, a totally different time than 10, 15 years ago, whenever we um, saw these people first. And it's really interesting to see the new stuff and how they're coping with this new sort of generation in LA. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't like that. I, I, I think she is an egotistical self-absorbed ass. Frankly, <laughs> I cannot stand her. I just, Oh, she's icky to me. I, and I, I mean, I think Jennifer Beals does a fantastic job. It's nothing against her. I just don't like this character. She's just so snobby and self-entitled and acts like she's above everybody else mm -hmm. and i don't like that that's why it's so funny when you say that about alice because i think of bet like that and i don't think of alice like that so much i guess i can kind of see it but i don't know i just like alice yeah. i think she's adorable i don't know i just have always really <laughs> liked her character i think alice tries harder like alice wants to be a good person like she wants to take care of like her girlfriend's kids and stuff she doesn't know how like bet just like she's like this is me this is what i'm doing like deal with it and just wants to be in charge all the time and alice at least tries to be 
a good person and tries to see the other side of things where bet i think is just like no yeah it's bet is right and everybody else is wrong yeah that's the way bet and is. she's and still a terrible like she's still a terrible girlfriend she's still a terrible like person in general like leave <laughs> tina alone let her live her life oh my god let this poor lady move on she, like stop just she just i hate the way she treats tina and yeah Tina's so nice and so sweet and i love her and i just look why do you keep messing with this poor woman just let her live her life and that that's a part of bet that makes me really angry too so well and it, it's very much i think her thinking is is because tina is engaged to marry somebody else i think her whole thought is if she doesn't i don't even think she necessarily even wants tina i think she wants tina to only want her and to only be her with her and only have her as the center of attention and then the second tina doesn't then that's threatening to bet so then she's going to try and ruin her life and that to me is so selfish and so self-absorbed that's the way i view her and that whole relationship it's all about control especially yes. in having control over tina Yes. And like you had your chance, you got divorced, you don't have any say over her life anymore. Just leave her alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I think, what really, really bothers me <laughs> about her. Um, oh, was there anyone you wanted to see come back? Yes. I would love to see Jody come back because I love Marley Matlin. And I think, especially if they're embracing all of the diversity, she would be fantastic. I would love to see what happened to her. I want her to be like some big famous artist. I feel like they would have mentioned it already if she was, but she was amazing at the original show. And I think she would be so great. And I know whenever the, like, it was announced that they were going to make um, G Generation Q, that she had mentioned something about like she would be open to the fact of coming back on so that is my dream i hope she comes back because i love her i'm also kind of really i'll just mention i'm really sad that kit didn't return i understand the reasonings why i'm sure pam greer was she's kind of very selective about what she does now but i really liked kit and i'm really kind of sad that they just killed her off which was kind of ridiculous um yeah. i get it serves a purpose of the story and it gives bet drive and whatever but i liked kit and i would have liked to see her come back too but for sure i'd like to see jody yeah i i don't really have anyone i'm gonna necessarily name i was just curious for, for yours but i do like those and yeah i thought that was kind of weird and kind of a w weird way to treat that character honestly and to kind of just mm -hmm. kill her off it was kind of i mean yes it serves a purpose but i think they could have done that without killing her <laughs> I mean, really. She went retired. She lives. Ways. Yeah, she lives on a farm in Colorado or whatever. Yeah, like, and you could you can give bet motivation in other ways. It doesn't have to right. be the death of somebody. That to me was kind of like a cheap ploy in a way. Yeah. I don't know a cheap a cheap plot line there. I didn't really like that. Um, so so I agree. If they could retcon that. <laughs> <laughs> can we fix this somehow or like i wouldn't even mind just some flashbacks just so i can see her that would be that would be lovely yeah but i don't think it's gonna happen i think pam grew is amazing and i she's well we're in colorado she's like a little bit more famous here than other places i think but fun fact my husband met her one time oh really 
just a couple <laughs> years ago. She he said she was the nicest person. I that does not surprise me. <laughs> I would have been shocked if she wasn't. So yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. So there's a big new cast here, and I'll just go over some of them. So um, some of the characters. So you've got um, Danny played by Arianne Mandy. I know I'm going to butcher all these names. I probably shouldn't even be saying your names because I'm going to butcher them. Um, Sophie, played by Rosani Zayas. Zayas. Sarah Finley, or goes by Finley. So Jacqueline Toboni. Tob See, I tell you, I should not even be trying this. I'm just going to, I'm going to try just doing the first names. <laughs> no, I'll just keep going. Um, Micah Lee, played by Leo Shang. Gigi I can't pronounce Gigi's last name. See, I'm so bad at this. Uh, I should get better at this. Uh, played by Sepadai Mofi. And Angie, who is Tina and Bet's daughter. Uh, played by Jordan Hall. Tess, which um, Aaron already mentioned. Jamie Clayton. And uh, you've got Jillian Mercado, played by... Uh, Jillian Mercado plays Marybelle. Um, then you've got Nat, who is dating Alice, played by Stephanie Aline. I'm probably mispronouncing that too. Um, and I know I'm forgetting other people. And then also got Donald Faison playing Tom, who ends up, who I love I him. love him. I this love so him good. no matter what. I have always loved him. And it was so nice to see him pop up. And I like this character and this performance. And he becomes involved with Alice too. And then um, Vanessa Williams playing uh, Pippa Pascal, who is an artist that was a big inspiration for Bet and Bet does her best to use her in my opinion i don't know i hate that storyline it's like she goes to get pippa out of retirement and have her do this whole show has sex with her and kind of just uses her i think to bolster herself and to make herself look like i don't know like a good person <laughs> Like, she, yes. like she's doing like she's very woke that's the way it came off to me it was just like i don't know i don't know it was the way it was handled just bothered me but anyway so and like i said there's more representation i mean we have a disabled actor playing a disabled character and this character is given a full life gets to have a sex scene gets to have all this that's incredible i want to say amazing you've got you know trans actor playing trans character you've got that that is very very nice to see and i was happy to see more of that um you've got more you know representation as far as not just a mainly white cast um so that was good too uh so what are your thoughts overall on the new cast and do you have a favorite of character i agree i like the diversity and the fact that it's just this is them it's not trying to make a point out of any of them it's not trying to draw attention to oh look at how good we're being um mm -hmm. it's just like this is the character this is their life like you know we acknowledge one of my favorite lines is micah and maribel are in the kitchen doing something and micah tries to do something for her and she like yells at him she's like stop she's like mm -hmm. if i can't do something i'll tell you and it's just it's one like a little thing they didn't make a big deal about it but it's important to see stuff like that. And she talks about um, sometimes the challenges that she has. And so I like, yes, that there's diversity, but it's not like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's not uncomfortable. It's not like they're trying to force it. 
it's just part of the story and they're they're not like making a stunt out of it i think it's really they found these characters and they can build a life around these characters without having to like make it weird mm-hmm. yeah it's not tokenism yeah it's exactly. it's like actual char- characters who are given like a full mm-hmm. storyline and they just don't they're not there to just be like oh look at us yeah we did this we're so ahead of the time mm-hmm. we're so di- diverse we j- we're amazing it's yeah. more this is the character so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i love that everybody kind of has their own story there's no like half characters really that i can think of everyone's kind of like a full person i like that they're they're giving more time to mike and maribel's relationship because i think they're really cute that that's mm-hmm. how they kind of were friends and then you know it kind of grew into something and micah was kind of torn and it it was just really sweet i love whenever they go horseback riding that's just so cute <laughs> they're a great relationship i like most of the new cast with the exception of danny i think danny is very bet like <laughs> she yeah she's yeah reminds me a lot of bet of kind of bossy and a little bit entitled but she doesn't want to be but she kind but she benefits greatly from what she's been given and doesn't seem to realize that sometimes mm-hmm. that some people don't have the advantages that you have and I never understood why her and Sophie were together. So that that is one of the greatest scenes um, of all time is when Finley walks into their wedding. <laughs> You're just like, no, don't stop. Don't just turn around and leave. Like, please don't say anything. No, stop talking. Like, that is one that of the was... most stressful scenes. That was awful. Oh, God, it was so <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm like, why are you not leaving? Just turn around and be like, Oh, wrong room and leave or something. Wrong room. This isn't where I parked my car. Like, just or just go. sit down and be like, I right? was trying to make it here in time for your wedding. Exactly. And I'm just going to sit here. and <laughs> Not the time, Finley. So not the time. Oh, it's so great. And then when Danny punched her, it was pretty, pretty perfect also. Yes. But oh my gosh, that was one of the most uncomfortable and stressful scenes I've ever watched. But I'm glad that they're not married i suppose because i didn't think they were great together um i think finley is probably my favorite character though she's just so she's outgoing and funny and sweet but you can tell there's other stuff kind of under the surface that she's masking um Mm -hmm. especially like you can tell when she calls her dad and stuff like that i really makes me sad the storyline that she got in season two and kind of i mean it's totally understandable that she's trying to deal with all of this stuff and using alcohol to do that um it seems totally like realistic but it just kind of makes me sad because she's so sweet and she deserves, deserves the world i think so hopefully next season things will be brighter for her i'm hoping yeah I agree. I love Tom. I think he's great. I know he's I such a him. small character, but I love him. I, uh, him and Alice together are just so cute. The little back and forth and the banter they have and stuff. And I kind of really love uh, that storyline with Alice. Of she's like, great, now I got to come out as a bisexual again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be really interesting to kind of see 
how the world reacts to that. But I think they're really great together. And the big cliffhanger at the end of season two, when she finds the ring. Yeah. I gotta know it's... Oh, man. I'm sure she'll screw it up, because that's what she does, but... (laughs) She'll do something weird. She'll make it awkward. Like... That's Alice. Wow. <laughs> make it make it weird. That's what she does. I I like Gigi and Danny together. I think they are a much better fit for each other um, than Sophie and Danny or Gigi and Bet. They were they would have been okay together too. I feel like because um, they're both kind of those like high powered, very serious woman thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Gigi and Danny, I think. That makes me like Danny more when she's with Gigi. I don't know how. Yeah. But somehow those two <laughs> together seem really nice um, for each other. And I did like the storyline of Micah and Jose in season one. And then just the, the way that all unraveled was just heartbreaking. I felt, you know, terrible for Micah. And like, come on, Jose, who treats someone like that? It's just terrible but i like the way that was going then that kind of all exploded really fast and then one more thing i'll just one more i'll stop talking <laughs> no it's mine <laughs> i've got a very long list we've here. got really good time here right, so right. Like- <laughs> i thought i wasn't prepared and now i'm just gonna start i know rambling. um i do like angie i think she is adorable and probably the most mature person of this whole group of people i agree she (laughs) is like 40 year old teenager she's like so mature and so smart and like very reasonable about things and i like that we're seeing more of her and again like they just give everybody heartbreaking stories and i know that's like like the point of this show is to like make you cry but (laughs) Um, it's so sad that she didn't get to meet um, her donor before he died Um, but it's really nice that she's got that sort of I don't know sort of half sister uh, that she's connecting with and whenever she brought that list of all the questions Angie had for him and all of the family members had answered the questions like oh my god I'm gonna cry that's just the sweetest thing so I'm glad that she has that and she's just I like seeing her story and watching her mature and her and Jordy are really cute together. I think <laughs> going to the prom and dancing at the prom is so just fun and wholesome. She, that's she's a very sweet, wholesome person on this show. She's the only <laughs> only good one. She can the do only no wrong. good one. <laughs> she can do no wrong. I love her. I will say with Jordy, I I she was kind of. Although she's a teenager, she was kind of acting like a selfish little brat for a while there, I will say. Kind of not a very good girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, teenage girls, man, they're the worst. (laughs) They are, but then that, what are they called when they do the singing, dancing promposals? Are they called the promposal? That was really Man, I'm glad that didn't exist when I was in high school. (laughs) So awkward, right? I would have died of embarrassment. Oh. And then it would probably be embarrassing if you didn't get one too, because everybody's getting them. And so you're kind of expecting one that if you don't get one or if you get asked just a standard way, you're supposed to get a proposal and then. Right. I wasn't that popular, so it would have been fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I, I wasn't, well, I went to a different kind of school, like I've said before. So I don't even know if they would have done everyone at my school prom every year was for everybody. So it wasn't, you didn't have like, you know, 
you know, so that, so I don't know if they would have even done, I don't know if they're doing promposals at the, the high school I went to, but it's just so weird because like I've said, I don't like public proposals. So this is like setting up that I guess everything needs to be done and be done in public now or something. I don't know. That's what I'm so scared for with Tom and Alice that he's going to try and make it weird and propose to her in some public place. And then I she's, hope not. That's yeah. That's what I picture. And then she starts doing her rambling thing and yeah. Gosh, I hope not. Well, you, you know what I like about his character a lot. I want to say is he never has a moment. I mean, it takes him a moment to realize that she likes him. You know, when she first is like, you want to dance with me? And it's like, okay, who are we making jealous? Then <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, I want to dance with He's you. the I best like wingman. Him. Yes, yes. And But I like that he isn't at all like, um, he's not a gross heterosexual male who's like, gets off on the fact that she's bisexual or thinks of it like, okay, you're bi. So maybe we'll have a threesome kind of crap that you might see from other shows or other men. And I really like that. He's very um, accepting and he doesn't have that toxic masculinity in him of like, I don't know, feeling threatened. Yes, he gets upset when he finds out that she was sleeping with Kat, but that was understandable. That wasn't about the fact that, you know, it was a woman and it wasn't anything like that. It was the fact that he felt hurt and rejected and he really likes her. I mean, I think he liked her even like before she even started liking him. I mean, the whole scene where they go and let the lobsters free in the, in the ocean. So cute. So cute. <laughs> They're like, did we take the rubber bands off? I know. I was watching that too. That was my thought too. First, when they started doing like the rubber bands are going to die. <laughs> Oh, but it was so cute and he was so cute when when you first see him he's like i really need some gum and he goes there and finley's got like that huge <laughs> display of gum and he's just like you're doing so great can i take this one of this <laughs> i have two <laughs> what it was so cute and i i just really like him and donald Faison is just he's so good he's just so good and he's got great timing and he's got great chemistry with Alice. So um, they, they've got really good chemistry. And so I appreciated that. And I appreciated that the show, you know, explored that and explored Alice being like, okay, so, you know, and, and having to, her saying, I'm going to have to come out as bi again and exploring a little bit of that where she, you know, she said she hadn't had a relationship with a man since she was in her twenties. So dealing with that of going, you know, kind of questioning how that relationship will look, how it will look to the public and that kind of thing. So that, that was an interesting storyline to see explored there. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he's so great. And I agree. I like the fact that they didn't make him like a weird, creepy guy yeah. from the very beginning. He was helping her write the book and he was like there to support her and she was the focus and he never asked like inappropriate questions mm -hmm. he never made it weird or uncomfortable and i give credit to the writers for that too because they could have gone that way so easily because so many other shows use that yeah uh, just for lazy writing i guess because he would have been in and out so fast like oh here's another creepy straight dude like we're done with him so he's really great and those two together the banter they have they have perfect timing with each other they do. <laughs> so so good 
They, yeah, they really do. I think, you know, I was really glad something happened there because I was hoping that it would actually, I was like, oh, this is a cute matchup because I want to say, I don't like the character cat at all. I think she's (laughs) kind of, I don't know. She's there's something weird about her. I cannot put my finger on it. She kind of um, makes me feel uncomfortable. Like she kind of, uh, what is it? Uh, What is it about her? She's just got this weird vibe to her Mm -hmm. and I don't like her. And I don't, and I didn't, I didn't really get her relationship with Alice. It didn't seem like either one of them until a little bit in season two. And they'd have a few moments like either one of them really liked each other. They seem to really be sexually attracted to each other and desire each other, but they didn't seem to like each other. Like, I think Alice and Gigi liked each other a lot more than Alice and Kat <laughs> right. did, frankly. That, yeah, that was a great, really <laughs> kind of just hilarious relationship. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I would love to see how, I don't think it ever explained how her and Nat got together, right? It just no, like started out with them living together with the kids. Yeah, mm. they don't seem like a great pair. And it mm. was pretty great the way that, yeah, Alice and Gigi started getting along so well when they had a rough start. Yeah, and then they tried to have a thruple. <laughs> they tried <laughs> yeah. to do that. And the whole scene when they go when they go to the to the to the play or to the was it the was it a yeah, it was a play. When they go to the play and they're sitting there both holding hands and you can tell they're not sure and there's a lot of jealousy there and this isn't necessarily something any of them I don't think really understood what they were doing and you know very much illustrated that you should have a real talk about that and I think they were trying to but weren't sure on that I think it was mainly Alice I don't think really felt completely comfortable in that situation Kat even though that was what was so interesting is Kat seemed to really want that but she also seemed extremely possessive at the same time I don't know. Yeah. That's what I don't like about her is she seems very possessive and very like detached emotionally. She doesn't seem quite there completely emotionally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much. But that's the way she always kind of came across to me is kind of removed from the whole situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. I'm not a fan of hers at all. I, I like most of the rest of the cast. I don't really, um, you know, Danny, I go back and forth on. I felt really bad for her during her wedding, though. That was horrible. That yes. was horrible. What a who does I mean, that to somebody? That's just that oh. was that was awful. I felt so bad for her, and and I do like Finley, but Finley deserved that punch. That oh was, yeah, totally. Very deserved. totally. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. And Finley is the most impulsive of all of these characters, and. She just totally follows her heart. And I and so she kind of doesn't always think about the repercussions. And I do think it's funny that she just kind of just took Shane's little invitation of I've got some spare too. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm living with you. Yeah. <laughs> she like signs for a package. She's like, look, see, I'm pulling my weight. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. I love her confidence. She's just like all in with everything all of the time. Yeah. One hundred percent in she's great she is i will say i was worried when the show first started that she was gonna end up trying to go after shane because it seemed at first i was like i wonder if she's gonna try and do that and i'm so glad they didn't do that and i'm so glad it wasn't like that and that my initial thought was wrong so i'm glad that didn't happen and i really um like tess and and shane together i think that's a really good match there and i think tess 
Tess is a really interesting character, and she's um, I the, the acting the actress is very 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 good very good, and I just think she's an interesting an interesting character for Shane because I think they are the most compatible compatible not compatible compatible. <laughs> I don't know. They seem to really compliment each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I like their dynamic and their chemistry together too. So I think, I think I, li- I like that character a lot. Uh, Sophie, I like Sophie a lot, you know, and it's weird because I'm still, I love Finley and I love Sophie, but I'm still not totally sold on their relationship. And I don't know why I, I like them a lot as friends. It was just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, after the wedding, they should not. That should have been the end of it. I think. I agree. I don't like their relationship really. There's just too much there, and Sophie seems to be just doing it because of what happened. That you know, she ruined her whole life for Finley, so she's got to be with Finley now. Yeah, kind of feels like. Yeah, I get that vibe too. And then there, there's just something about it that I'm not really on board with. And I, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of, it felt, I don't know. I don't know. I felt like, I think Finley really, really loves Sophie. And I think Sophie, like you said, is kind of going along with it. I think Sophie got wrapped up in the moment and, you know, it's just the karaoke song and she sings their song, which is sweet. But at the same time, I'm sitting there like, seriously, you're going to do this when you know your ex-fiance is sitting out there and you're going to sing that. That to me felt a little bit like pouring salt in the wound. I mean, <laughs> that yeah, was kind of weird. Yeah, she doesn't make the best decisions. I was like, you could have at least gone and done that in private or waited to do something like that when Danny's not there. That to me, I was kind of like, this is a little bit harsh. Or you just your- like, don't do it at all and move on with your life and leave Finley alone. <laughs> Well, that that's too, an option. <laughs> Finley will be fine. That's the thing. Finley will bounce back. She's she would have been fine, and her life probably would have been better without Sophie. She probably <laughs> wouldn't be in rehab right now if it wasn't for Sophie. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to go that far because <laughs> I think so. Because Sophie, she knows that Sophie. She like has to know in the back of her mind subconsciously that Sophie's. Or at least she feels like Sophie's just with her because of what happened and that, you know, she didn't get married because of Finley. And now she's got this guilt that she has to take care of Finley. And so that's the way she's coping, I think. And I think Sophie should have just like moved on from everybody. <laughs> from everybody? <laughs> everybody. You don't, do you not like Sophie? <laughs> I like Sophie. I just don't like what she's doing. To Finley, but I do. I really love Sophie. I think she's great, and I even kind of like the sort of back and forth that her and Danny had for a while. Of like, should we get back together? Should mm-hmm. we not? That kind of thing. Even though I don't love Danny that much, but I I like Sophie a lot. I do. I just don't like Sophie with Finley. I think Finley's better than that. She deserves better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just they, they seem better suited as friends. They don't seem to have the romantic chemistry there as much. You know, I think, honestly, I think Sophie had more chemistry, even though it seemed like an odd match, had more chemistry with Danny than with Finley. Hmm. I think they have more chemistry. Yeah. I, I like the when Finley was just like roommates with 
that yeah. when she, like Sophie and Finley and Micah were just like together, mm-hmm. they seem like a good just friend group. I don't think yes. it needed to be romantic at all. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree with that. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, we're going to talk about season three and what you want to see happen to, in season three. So season two, some of the cliffhangers where we already said Alice found that engagement ring. She seems extremely freaked out by this. <laughs> like I almost expected her to just walk off the plane. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, oh God, she's going to run. <laughs> I was surprised that didn't happen. And then, of course, you've also got a cliffhanger of Tina showing up at Bet's door, which was the final shot was that. Um, and then uh, you've got, we've already said you've got, um, you've got Finley, sorry, going to rehab. You've got something's going on with Tess's mom. I don't know. We don't know what it she is necessarily. I mean, like the phone oh, call like, that yeah, she the phone got. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah. Not slept. sure what. That is. And then, so those are some of the cliffhangers there that are going on. And I want to say really quickly, there's a shot in the final episode where Finley's like in the street and you hear like a car horn or something. And I thought that was where it was going to end. I thought it was going to be like, oh, was Finley hit by a car? (laughs) And then, no, that didn't happen. But (laughs) I honestly did. I don't know why. I was like, oh, they're going to make it really dramatic. Um, So, Aaron. What do you want to see happen in season three? I want good things to happen for Finley. I don't care about anybody else. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) But I do. I want Finley to have a good experience in rehab and to come back and to be happy and independent and tell Sophie that she's had a lovely time, but we're moving on now. And... (laughs) politely lovely time (laughs) politely break up with sophie like thank you so much for getting me into rehab and how we will part ways Uh, (laughs) i had a lovely time (laughs) sorry i'm just (laughs) this has been this has been lovely take care (laughs) bye-bye um that's probably an unpopular opinion i don't i haven't been keeping up on like the internet opinions of any of this so i it kind of it breaks my heart for Tess and Shane too because I agree I think they're so great together um I love I love Tess she's those two you're right are kind of perfect for each other there's that Mm -hmm. scene whenever they're doing the poker night and they're just like perfectly in sync with each other I I think they're great and I really hope that she doesn't leave um I've seen 
pictures, behind the scenes pictures from season three that she's in. So that's a good sign. I'm being hopeful. <laughs> I just, I really hope that something works out and she doesn't have to leave and that I don't want Shane to have to go to Vegas with her because that never works out well when somebody moves when they don't want to for someone that yes. causes a lot of resentment. So hopefully Tess can stay and they can work it out together um, because I love that Shane is kind of like in committed relationships now. Like she's Shane's all grown up and mature and they're just so good together. Um, but I could also see Shane like opening up a, another Dana's in Vegas and then like commuting back and forth or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be acceptable as long as they're together, I guess. Alice and Tom. God, who knows? Like I said, Alice is probably just going to make it weird <laughs> somehow. She's going to jump off the plane when they're not. <laughs> they're going to be, yeah, it's something crazy is going to happen. Like, just something crazy is going to happen to her. That's just like her thing. Like, they're going to be on the tarmac and she's going to like open the emergency door to leave or something. <laughs> I don't know. What else? Is that it? I can't remember. Well, Tina. Oh, yeah. Tina and Bet. What the hell, Tina? Why? I hope she's there to tell her to, like, never talk to me again. Like, just stay out of it. You're uninvited to the wedding. Just yeah. Stay out. Yeah, but I'm sure Bet will make some, some terrible decision and ruin her life and ruin Pippa's life somehow, probably. Mm-hmm. Um because Pippa seems like a very nice person that probably doesn't deserve Bet either. Um, so I'm sure Bet will that's will blow up her life again and then be all sad and poor me and everyone will feel bad for her, even though she doesn't deserve it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's it, it's kind of predictable with the older cast that they seem to be following the same patterns bet anyway that she's done before yeah i mean i think i i sadly think tina is there to be to say that she still loves bet and then bet will probably string her along for a little bit and then dump her or something yeah. really horrible just long yeah. enough to make carrie go away and make yes. carrie leave her and then she she won't want her anymore because carrie doesn't want her she only wants her because somebody else wants her mm-hmm. yeah yeah, she'll do that, and then and then Tina will be left alone, and Bet will be, I don't know, selfish as usual. I hate her so much. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee that going well. But I do sadly think Tina is there to be like, I'm still in love with you, and I want to give us a second chance, and that kind of thing. I think for 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 Tess and Shane, I do agree. I I don't think anyone should ever 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 move somewhere for someone if they don't want to go just like i don't think anyone should ever give up a dream that they have for someone else because like i've said a million times i always point to friends because i think friends has one of the worst endings in the world because of that that is horrible you should never do that because i think in the end you'll end up presenting each other and plus you shouldn't make someone do that in order to be with you and and with this i don't think that's what's going on at all but so i don't want that to necessarily happen unless she goes there, like you said, to open up another another bar, another branch off there. And, you know, the thing is, is that, and we don't realize it, but L.A. and Las Vegas are so close together, really. 
and they're not, I mean, people take drives on the weekend from LA and they escape to Las Vegas for the weekend or some, you know, so that happens all the time. So it's pretty close. I'm not saying like it's an easy drive, but you know, right. and it's like a one hour and, flight. So yeah. yeah. Well, and that's Tess said she's done it before. She's gone there and back in one day driven yeah. before, but it wouldn't be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, but it wouldn't be as bad of a long distance relationship as some other long distance right. relationships could be. I mean, that's not that not, long. Distance. Not as long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or, I mean, you know, I feel like they could survive for a while, like six months or something. Like she's out there yeah. and then she, you know, comes back, gets her mom settled in LA somewhere or something like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, We'll see what, what happens there um, with Tom and Alice. I, I kind of, I don't want Tom to propose. I think it's a little too early in their relationship oh, to yeah. propose that to me. I'm like, Tom, slow down. <laughs> Hopefully that's not even his ring. Maybe he's holding that oh, for somebody. Maybe. Or somebody else slipped it in there. No, just kidding. Right. right? <laughs> and then she's going to freak out and it's all going to be okay. He's going to be like, that wasn't even for you. What are you right. talking about? <laughs> Or he accidentally switched jackets with somebody else, though. Right. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> Just a very, like, yeah, outlandish comedic uh, scene there about, like, the lost ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I want them to stay together. I, I really am worried what's going to happen if she's just going to break up with him. And I really would like them to be together for longer than just a couple of episodes. I want to see them explore that relationship more, but it's way too early to be proposing. So I, I hope it is some comedic mishap thing there and then it all gets worked out and they're all okay and they're fine. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't want, I, I don't want Finley. Um, I want her to be able to be, I want her to be by herself, maybe, or just explore herself a little bit by herself after she gets out of rehab and that, that, that whole thing and kind of do that. And, oh, and we forgot Danny was arrested. That was also Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Good for her though, to, to stick to her yes. guns. Like, yeah, she did the right thing there. It sucks that she got arrested, but yeah, yeah, her dad is awful, and I'm glad mm -hmm. that she didn't testify for him. Probably horrible things are going to happen. She's going to lose all of her money. Gigi's going to yeah. have to take care of her, probably. But yeah, good for her for getting arrested. That sounds weird. But but yeah. she stuck up for herself and stood up yes, to her dad. Finally. And he was scary when they were fighting. Yeah. Um, yeah, he seems like a scary man. Yeah, so I'm glad that happened. Yeah, I'm like, I can't believe I almost completely forgot to yes. And they were having such a nice night. And they were yes. with Gigi's family. And it was, like, going well. And they, like, accepted her. And that was really mm -hmm. nice that Gigi's mom was like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. And that was really cute. And, yeah, that was so dramatic when she got arrested. It was. It was. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I want, I also want Pippa to be, like, Bye, bet. See you later. You're not worth it. <laughs> yes. Like, thanks for making me famous again. We're yeah. going to move I on. I don't need you anymore. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> I really want her to do that. Yeah, that would be nice to see. She doesn't need bet. She doesn't need bet the way bet needs her. Yeah. Bet. I just. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i'm just not a fan of her at all i don't uh, yeah yeah well we still don't have our music for our Finn Six Trees of Finn Wit Rock song. We have those lyrics. We just oh my need God, music. I wait. So somebody <laughs> needs to do music for this. I what I need to do is I need to get with Carla, get some of the lyrics she already has, put a little bit of a sampling out there, see if anybody can help us with this. Because I really want to have this intro song. Uh, Carla's I'm gonna so sing excited. it. But I've never even I haven't even seen the lyrics, so I don't even know what the lyrics are. I might hate the lyrics and be like, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> But if you want to help us with this, I, I will give you some merch and you'll get credit. If you want to help us with this song for Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock, please reach out to us, slide into our DMs. Finn, you know, like I've said, it's okay to show how much you love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Can Finn sing the song for us? Please. No, Carla has to sing it. Oh, even if Finn wanted to, you'd still make Carla do it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think Here's Finn your choice: to. choose Finn or Carla. Who are you going to pick? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> they can sing it as a duet. <laughs> oh, duet! Yes, that'd be so much better. <laughs> I love this plan. Yes, I mean I have heard in interviews Finn Whitrock say he can't sing, so I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He might not want to. I mean, he was in La La Land, but he didn't sing. So, yeah. So, I don't, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, come reach out to us. Let us know. You can too, Finn. I mean, I know you've been anonymously submitting some stuff for the six degrees of because <laughs> you want merch. <laughs> I will give you merch. You just have to send us a P.O. box where you want that to be sent, and I will give that to you for free. But anyway, so it is time to play Six Degrees of Finn. Now, just like with, uh, there are some people that I figure will always play this. I'm hoping I'm right in saying that Erin is always going to be playing this, that she's part of oh, our yes. Finn crew. Okay. I'm like, I know Erin A will always play it. And I know Jen will always play it and Susie will always play it. Meg will probably always play it too. And Meg likes to, also has a personal six degrees that she uses too. So That's cheating. That's not fair. <laughs> I liked it though. The first time I'm like, yeah, well, she did a regular one and then did a personal one. <laughs> Ishelle has a personal one too that she used one time. But I'm very happy because I've got another panelist playing for all our Queers Folk episodes. Not a single other person did it. So I was the only one. So Aaron, what are your six degrees of Finn? Well, I, first of all, I'm learning that like you don't even need six degrees because no. Finn <laughs> is in like everything. He's uh, that's why he's our favorite. But so <laughs> I actually only have like three degrees. So from the Elwood Generation Q, um, Jacqueline Tabani, um, Finley. She was in Grimm. She was like one of my favorite characters in Grimm, which is also one of my all-time favorite shows. And also in Grimm was Sasha Ruiz, who was the sergeant in Grimm. And he was on 911 with Angela Bassett, who, of course, is with our Finn in several seasons of American Horror Story. And I was trying to think, have they been in any actual scenes together, though? I don't think they've ever actually like been on screen together i was trying to think back of all the seasons that they were oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah in a uh, freak show yeah she's she Dang. watches as he dies <laughs> standing modest around she's there happy to see him drown yeah she's, yeah she's but like that's not like so. a lot of interaction like i don't think they've ever like you know 
talk to each other a lot. <laughs> I mean, that one scene, but yeah, like they've never, I guess their characters have never had like relationship with each other, really. But anyway, yes, that's um, every everything goes back to Finn, right? <laughs> everything goes back to Finn. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, I mean, yeah, it's true. Like, all of these have been really easy, I want to say. And I and I understand when people don't want to play because they they might not be familiar with Finn's work. But if you go look on the IMDb, I'm sure you have seen him in things that you didn't even realize you had seen him in. So, yeah. Um, so... I had a couple written down, so I'm, I'll use this one because um, there's actually two ways to connect. So Leisha Haley, who plays Alice, was in a show called Strangers with Zoe Chow, who was in the amazing movie Long Weekend with Finn. So that's a very quick connection nice. there. Correct. <laughs> you can also use the same actress because she was also in a show called The New Normal, which was a, one of the few ryan murphy flops and that was a ryan murphy show so of course you know you can connect finn a million trillion ways through that and then i'll just also briefly say i was going to say it catherine mon how do you say or not say moaning 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 okay she was in the movie gone with amanda seafried who was in a mouthful of air with finn so that's another really quick one. So that was really, really easy. <laughs> so if you want to play, it's free to enter. And remember, Finn, it's okay if you enter too. We have, if you want to be anonymous, you can <laughs> listen to a lot of past episodes and you can get different variations on your name. Uh <laughs> Use one of your 25 aliases. Yeah, <laughs> do that. <laughs> and submit your guesses, but go over to our beautiful, wonderful website that Aaron A. designed. Uh, it's a fandomthingpod.com. Click on, it's literally titled Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock. Click on that page. You'll see the ones for June, which we have Queer as Folk, Orange is the New Black, The Movie Moonlight, and then Brokeback Mountain. And once again, go listen to any of our Queer as Folk episodes and you will get numerous ways to connect Finn to Queer as Folk. Also, a hint again that one of the movies Finn is one degree away from. So very easy there. I've given some easy ones. Like I said, free to enter, go there. And then I randomly select someone the first week of July to win June's. And then we'll keep doing this for the foreseeable future. We're, I mean, the six degrees thing is going to be an ongoing segment. There are going to be some times we're going to have to get creative with it, such as our upcoming Lady Gaga episode, since they've been yeah. together in hotel they their characters were in bed together so they've been very Doesn't you know and count. she and she brutally murdered my poor tristan tragic <laughs> tragic that's the most tragic thing of that whole season that's the most tragic thing of the whole series period <laughs> how dare you murder Finn? well and it was the character tristan i you know i didn't mind andy dying i didn't you know <laughs> but tristan i loved tristan i thought that was brutal and uncalled for so i'm gonna have to figure out a creative way there because i can't just say connect finn to lady gaga because she'll be like well they were yeah. in the hotel together there Direct you go connections should not count no yeah no. so i'm trying to th and then also when we do christian fucking bail month uh, next January, since they were in a movie together, that's another one because they were in the big short. So we'll be talking about that. So it's another one I'll have to get creative on. So I'm not sure how, how I'm going to get creative on the Lady Gaga one. 
And I'm not, I mean, there will be some other ones like we're doing, like when we do what we are into episodes, I'm just going to have people try and connect Finn to something that they're into. (laughs) As long as it's not something he is in. Um, (laughs) I'm into Finn all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then when we eventually have Finn on the show, this will happen. When we eventually have him on, I'm going to make him, I'm going to make him connect himself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I, I am determined to get him on my Magnolia episode. Somehow that is going to happen because I know he loves that movie and I don't have anyone else signed up. And so I'm determined to try and get him on there. If you want to come on Finn. And I know you're one degree away from that because just spoiler for everybody about, about Magnolia, as far as like the connection, if we ever have this as a listener version down the line sometime um finn was in a version a stage version of death of a salesman with philip seymour hoffman so you know and philip seymour hoffman is in magnolia so that's that one little degree there so yeah (laughs) it's connected to everything yes it's really easy to do this it's like you know it's like as easy as kevin bacon is to connect things you know the originator of this so can we connect finn to kevin bacon i'm sure we can (laughs) i'm gonna go that way not the other way yeah i'm sure there's we didn't even try that with the original game no no (laughs) but I'm, i'm sure there's a really simple way to do that because it's pretty easy to connect him to everything we are finding out so i thought the queerest folk one would be hard with some of the actors but that one was actually really easy. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you for playing along. Like I said, this is going to be a new thing. And once again, we need some music to go along with our intro song. I don't know. Maybe I'll end up coming up with the music somehow, finding, you know, mm-hmm. rights free music. But let us know if you want to help us. You know, I would love some help with this so we can start having the song on as the intro. I want the song. <laughs> So, Aaron, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. And I love, I know an hour doesn't seem short to some people, but to me, it's very short. And I love having the shorter episodes. And when it's just one person for editing wise, I love having big panels. But it's nice for my brain to get a little bit of a break. (laughs) Short and sweet. Yes, yes. So uh, why don't you tell everybody where you can be found? I can be found on instagram and twitter sometimes when i have time to get into the twitter rabbit hole um at geek and so that's what i do i geek and i sew things awesome and this is aaron you can follow me on twitter at e april beauty the e and the a and the b are capitalized be sure to like the show on facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on twitter at fandom thing pod no it's in that one on instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you would like to be a potential interview guest on the show, any of the actors from the L Word, any of the creators from the L Word, anything like that, you're welcome to come on. Even if I trashed your character, doesn't mean I don't like you as an actor. <laughs> I love all the actors. To be clear, I yes. love all the actors, even yes. if you have a trash as human character. Yes, yes, exactly. So, but feel free to reach out to us. Go to our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button and that'll shoot us an email. Or you can email us directly at it's a fandomthingpod at gmail.com. And on our next episode, my podcast brain, Twin Jen, is back 
to talk about John Waters. We already recorded this episode. It's a ton of fun. And before you listen to that episode, make sure to go check out my streaming bubble and the episode I did with Jen uh, last year covering John Waters. So yeah, and if you're and go listen to our Finn Whitrock one too that we did. So I've been I've been on there a couple of times, and we're gonna be doing an episode soon sometime. Covering a couple of other things I won't say just to not give it away yet. But yep. And then um, also next week or uh, coming up, we're going to have two live streams next weekend. Just to let you know, we're going to be doing a what we are into episode for July. It's going to be dropping in July, but we're going to be recording it um, in June. So we're going to be recording it last weekend of June. So that's going to be probably Saturday night. And then Sunday we next Sunday we're going to be talking about Lady Gaga, so we're going to be doing a live stream for that, and that's how we're wrapping up <laughs> Pride Month. I'm very excited to talk about that one. So, and that's one that I've allowed an extra panelist on, so I'm happy to talk about it. But I'm going to be regretting all of this later when I'm editing the episode. Have fun with your four-hour episode. <laughs> I know, but until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and stop Asian hate. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.